and 9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep Teddy Lehman. Name out your f- I'm going to, okay? Is that not the craziest thing that... Uh, it's not the craziest thing. I mean, let's keep it there, in context dude. here. But... Like for the like the situation and where it was and the fact that it's a black tie live television event that was pretty crazy. It's pretty awesome. Also, <laughs> I gotta say, <laughs> uh, that was that was so. Like no one's talking about how amazing that was. All the drama. Come on, everyone's more like, is it real? Yeah, I got some oceanfront property in Nebraska. If you think that's real. It was totally real. And it was totally real awesome. To it was all, yeah, it was real. Of course it was. Uh, I loved uh, it. Yeah, and here's the thing is I'm not exactly sure where I fall. I Because I feel like everyone is like backing into a certain corner on how they stand on the whole deal, and I don't necessarily think that has to be the case. Um I I can feel like Will Smith is totally in the wrong, while at the same time recognizing that a lot of problems in society could be fixed if you were just allowed to slap people when they did something wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so th- so there's there's both sides of that. Um, I it was just fascinating fascinating to watch that. Like Chris Rock, a guy that is never at a loss for words. You, he smacked the words out of his mouth, and he oh, didn't dude. know where to go after he that. He did take the slap <laughs> like a champ, though. I will give him that, you know? Um, clearly, well, he was bugged by it. That's why it originally but... looked like it was kind of staged, right? Because yeah. he took it so well. Yeah. Um, is Will Smith soft? That's the uh, next question that we need to discuss here. Which guy in sports needs to be slapped like that? Text line, come on. Who do you think? Which guy in do we sports have to needs to be single, slapped like that? Do we have to single it down to well, just one Well, that's a good person? point. Like, that's the thing about sports is like <laughs> I feel like 80% of athletes need to be slapped like that now, and it's coaches. Good point. Well, coaches, uh, people that cover it, people that talk about it. Yeah, I think, think we could all use a slap like that every now and then whenever we step out of line. OBJ was wrong the with that. Uh, first submission received on the text line, by the way, which is like, yeah, okay. He's part of the 80%, and I agree. <laughs> Hard to argue with that one. Wow. Um, yeah, that kind, of, uh, that kind of stole the thunder from the uh, NCAA tournament over the weekend, didn't it? Jeez. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um I can't tell you the last time I've watched the Oscars, but, buddy, I was watching it last night after that whole drama. I just hope that there's something else that happens after this, you know? There's got to be something else. There's got to be more to the story in the coming days. Please. Here's what happens, okay? Chris Rock got slapped on live television and didn't do anything about it, which I'll tell you, like, to be in Chris Rock's position – 
he's there working, hosting an event. I, there's not a whole lot he can do. <laughs> I, I get that he didn't just snap into, like, fight or flight mode and start throwing hands. Like, I get it. He's, like, in such shock. He doesn't even know how to respond. He's still got lines he's got to get to. So I understand. But he's not going to say anything a while while he's trying to curate a, uh, a joke or a response. Will Smith is probably going to wait 24 to 48 hours, then issue a, a big apology. I mean, that's how it's going to go down. I would love to see a celebrity death match. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know? LeBron getting a lot of play right now on who needs to be slapped like that. Colin Cowherd <laughs> getting a ton of play right now. This is sad, yeah. man, and it's the end of an era. I, I don't know. There's probably 30 texts that have rolled in, and there's only one Tom Herman. Have we all forgotten how big of a D yeah. Tom Herman was? I realize Colin Cowherd has emerged, and I realize Muleshoe is the easy answer here, but come on, guys. If I can do anything, I don't want us to forget how much we hated Tom Herman. Please, can we bring that back? I need that in my daily life to make fun of him again. I know. You really do. Uh, yeah, Tom Herman, he ditched out pretty quick, which lets you know how I really concerned Sooner fans were with him. I, as soon as he leaves, we're kind of over it and on to the next one and actually kind of upset that he's gone. That kind of tells you everything you need to know about your coach if you're a Longhorn fan, yeah, right? Um, I feel like – Gosh, I feel like Sark's going to be even easier to forget than Tom Herman, you know? I feel like once Sark gets fired after another 5-7 and seven hmm. year this year and losing to KU on the road, that we won't bring up Sark at all. At all. At least we bring up Tom Herman a little bit. Sark will be a very forgotten It's been a pretty forgettable. Yeah. yeah. It's been pretty forgettable so far. But uh, do you honestly think that Sark – could get fired after this year? A 5-7 and seven season and losing to Kansas again? Absolutely, I think he could get fired. Now, I think well, it would take that circumstance. I Like, 6-6, six and six, I think he probably keeps his job to year three. It would take another losing season. It would take losing to Kansas again for him to get fired. But, yeah, I, I could see it if those, if those two things happen. Absolutely. He really needs Arch Manning to be a second – signing period announcement guy right <laughs> don't commit anywhere don't sign in the early signing period wait until the second signing period and like have it down to your final three and announce it on that day or else like if, if like, it's got to be recognized that arch manning being a potential uh signee at texas is part of the reason that he would keep his job right that softens the blow as of right now. Yeah, uh, we've seen situations like that before. I almost think that he would commit to Texas with the understanding that the family would get to make the next hire after Sark is gone. That's how all in they're in uh, on uh, Arch right now. It's it's ridiculous. Jeez. I, I, mean, I just name Arch the coach. They may. I love this. I don't know how much you listened to last hour, but Parker and I were kind of hammering analytics and football. His text says, had Will Smith looked at the analytics, he wouldn't have made that mistake. That's funny. That's a good one. I, like I that. don't know. Online engagement 
analytics probably say to any actor or actress when there's an opportunity, go slap someone on live television. You'll be talked about continuously for the next you know week. Really drive your mentions through the roof. Teddy slaps Cowherd, then says, keep my state out your blanking mouth. Slapped a blank <laughs> out of Colin Cowherd. God, you guys hate this dude. I think there's more Cowherd than Muleshoe right now. Lincoln Riley needs a slap like that after leaving Oklahoma. Um, it's it's tied right now. And I guess they're basically the same person. Or at least Cowherd would like to think they're the same person. He and Muleshoe. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoy Cowherd. Now, I disagree with him a lot, but I I like a lot of the the way that he gets to hit like gets his points across and and he puts a lot of thought into into his opinions unlike a lot of people even myself where it's you know ready fire aim he actually puts some thought into them now that doesn't mean that they end up being right it's just a little more interesting to listen to i don't have beef with uh cowherd I, I actually think what he's doing and kind of picking a fight with Oklahoma, I think this is good for Oklahoma in the long run. I think it's good for Oklahoma to have someone with that type of audience and that type of um, with that type of platform kind of constantly dragging Oklahoma. It's a good thing because it – it awakens a lot of people to what ha- what's happening at Oklahoma, and we all know that ultimately it's not even going to be close between USC and Oklahoma in the coming years. So uh, he's getting these digs in right now, but we all know what's going to happen once sure. they're playing football. There was, a, there was a guy on Twitter this weekend, and he's like involved in recruiting, and he made a comment like, dang, I, I'm, I'm definitely paraphrasing here. It was something to the effect of, Who's got the most passionate fan base out there on Twitter? It seems like Tennessee and Oklahoma do it up more than anyone else. And then he got bashed for even thinking that Tennessee fans can generate all the reaction that OU gets right now. But to your point, yeah, man, OU has turned, OU fans have turned into a monster on social media. They kind of yeah. they've overtaken college sports social media right now. I don't know really where they were before, but it was for the most part a pretty calm fan base on social media. And now, dude, you say something negative, woof, everyone's going to attack you. You say something positive or do something positive, everyone around here is going to love you. No one is creating the buzz that OU fans are right now on social media. And as crazy as it may sound, it is a factor when it comes to recruiting. It is. Yeah. Kids are saying that. Yeah. We've heard that, which I guess isn't that big of a shock. If you go on a visit somewhere and get a ton of fan reaction, that probably makes you feel pretty good, makes the ego feel pretty good. And while I do get that it's eye-roll worthy for a recruit, to factor in social media engagement on where he's going to go to school. It's really, I mean, if you put yourself in those shoes and you got a fan base that is, you know, all over your your timeline telling them telling you how much they love you and want you to come there, that does have to factor in. I mean, it's it's, it's part not of the pie. it's not the factor, but it's a factor. Right. 
you know? Yeah. Nope. I, I totally get I, it. So we, we've got so many responses on different people. I asked text line to chime in, so the least I can do is uh, run down the names here. Stuart Mandel is on the list. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is on the list. Uh-huh. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is on the list. Dan Mullen is on the list. Mike Gundy yes. is on the list. Uh, Coach K, thank you, is on the list. Les Miles is on the list. AOC yeah. is on the list. Not sports, <laughs> but like anything else, the text line turns political after a well, few minutes. I, what do you think Mike Gundy's on the list for? I don't know. I'm surprised to see Mike on there. He, he's only on there a couple times, but he's he's made an appearance. Now, of everyone you've mentioned on that list, Mike Gundy may be the one that fires right back at you. That, wait, you he know? tried to slap Tom Herman a few years ago at midfield during the game. Tom Herman ran out to midfield like he was Will Smith, and Mike Gundy basically just shook his hand, grabbed him, turned him the other direction, and patted him on the back and sent him on his way. Chris Beard is on the list. Tom Brady is on the list. Jamel Smith is on the list. How about this? <laughs> Mitch Lightfoot, the forward from Kansas, is on the list. Dang, okay. <laughs> you guys are all over the place today. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jim Traver uh, is on the list. Uh, Eric Musselman is on the list. Danny Cannell. Vlad Putin is on the list. <laughs> I think we got everyone covered here. Thank you, guys. So, appreciate it. It sounds like it, no matter what your stance is on last night's situation, we all, to some degree or another, are living through Will Smith right now, wishing that we had the platform to walk out on national television and slap someone that has our – uh, anger riled up at the moment, right? Yes, yes exactly. Someone uh, giving That's me it. props for our uh, social media post today with Mule Shoe. Did you see that? What the uh, Will Smith <laughs> thing? Did you see that? I did. For those of I you did. that don't have social media, basically all it is is a still photo of Will Smith uh, g- delivering the slap. Uh, Mule Shoe's head is photoshopped in with the quotes. We didn't take players from Oklahoma. We took players from the transfer portal, in quotes. Well-deserved. Yeah. I love it. Nicely done by you. I mean, come on, dude. On-air talent, uh, play-by-play talent whenever we're in the fall. No, I've never. Uh, no, marketing no. on the back end, social media guru. I don't do play-by-play, but for thank you. I appreciate Barrett it. Sports Online. It was color commentary. Color commentary, Jack but whatever. of all trades, man. Getting it done. Even though you all right, get all let's hit right. a quick opening timeout. I'm hanging out at an awesome place today, and we're going to find out more as the show rolls on. FSBOHomes.com, the way selling a home should be, 405-594-7911. Uh, FSBO Homes helps you market your home directly to buyers, not through the real estate agents. They've got attorneys on the back end to make sure that the the um, 
the transaction goes through smoothly. They get you set up for the right pricing with certified appraisers at the very beginning of the process. And again, marketing is their specialty, taking it directly to the internet right there, putting it in front of buyers. And uh, like I said, we'll learn a lot more as the show rolls on. They do a really, really good job here. I'm at the uh, Oklahoma City location. We're up in Edmond, actually. Really easy oh. to get to. Check us out online, <laughs> fsbohomes.com. We'll be back. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and sometimes the jokes just write themselves. Look who's hanging out in Edmond today, huh? Huh, that's interesting. You make the jokes all the time about me hanging out in Edmond, but it's you today. Yeah, you must have scheduled the remote up here. Interesting. and yeah, Right by your house. Text line is right. Teddy's too high class for us Norman folk. He's got to hang out in Edmond. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally agree with that. Hey, speaking of Edmund, I got a uh, quick story for you from the weekend before we uh, before I ask you if you were actually at practice or not. So you're gonna enjoy this story for more than one reason. The first one is because uh, my wife was at Whole Foods on Saturday, which I know you love. Anyway, wow, you guys must be rich. No. Anyway, while we were at, uh, while she, I should say, was at Whole Foods. I don't know if this guy was like uh, working there or he was just a customer, but he made the comment, Oh, I can't wait to get out of Oklahoma. Oklahoma sucks. I can't wait to get out of Oklahoma. There's all these crazy people. I'm tired of all the crazy people. I'm ready to move out of Oklahoma, away from all the crazy people, and I'm going to move to... Florida is where he <laughs> says it's like whoa you think there's crazy people here and you want to move to Florida dude that's cra- that's the crazy person capital of the United States there buddy um if you live in Oklahoma and you're routinely talking about all the crazy people you may need to check the mirror, you know, <laughs> especially if you're in a Whole Foods uh, ranting <laughs> to a bunch of strangers about all of the crazy people. You may be the crazy one. All right. If you ever run across a situation like that, you do have permission to go full Will Smith on them. Which I wonder that. if the guy, uh, he must have been working there. And when he was talking about all the crazy people, he must have been talking about the people willing to pay ten times as much for a bag of apples at Whole Foods as they are anywhere else. You have know? you been inside a Whole Foods before? People. I have. It's it is overpriced, but is it ten times? <laughs> I don't. It might be close. I choose not to look at those yeah. receipts personally. I think it's best for me. I don't think it's ten times, but if I think if you took like a blind poll and asked people if the apples at Whole Foods are healthier than the apples at Walmart, people would, would say yes, that they are. And to the guy's point, that is crazy. I did see $35 beef jerky there one time. That, that, that made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, man. Beef jerky's expensive, but it's not $35 expensive. Well, it, it's getting that way with uh, the beef prices going up. It's 
it's creeping up on forty bucks probably at Whole Foods. Did you uh, go to practice on Saturday? That's an interesting question that has an interesting answer. Hmm, of course it does. It can't Did just be I a simple to... yes or no. Of course it has to be like this. <laughs> Did I go to practice? No, I did not. Did I go to the facility in hopes of going to practice? Yes, I did. Wait, they didn't let you in? No, 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 no. They, the time of practice changed. I I think originally they were going to practice and then meet afterwards, but the schedule changed that morning to meet before practice afterwards. So... I just hung around a little bit, talked to some of the coaches for a while there around the meetings and stuff, and then uh, I had to bounce before practice actually started. So, bummer. Well, um, rude that they didn't tell you that practice was uh, changing, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. After he came after you, where the hell were you? For not showing up to the first two, he should have at least texted you and told you. I was out on the practice field. What were you guys doing? Um, But, you know, they – there was a bunch of recruits in, and I think that's probably what it had to do with is trying to make it easier for the recruits to be in and around and then make it out to practice and uh, probably help the coaches be welcoming for the recruits and stuff that morning too. So uh, totally understandable, but looked like uh, looked like a lot of the recruits – kind of liked what they saw over the weekend, it yeah, sounds like. Yeah, uh, any interesting scuttlebutt as you were talking to some of the coaches up there? Um, any good, get any uh, good intel? Not. Um, I want. I, I, there's. There's nothing that I'm prepared to report directly. If. Uh, if that's what you mean. Hmm. Got to. Uh, I've got to find a way to maybe insert it here and there. <laughs> I can't say. Yeah, I was up there. Here's what the coaches told me. Boom. And then lay it on you. So you're going to do kind of your – fit it in right. every now and then. Yeah, your normal thing. And I sometimes pick up on it and say, whoa. Or sometimes it just goes over my head and I don't even notice it. That that whole game that we've been playing now for seven, eight years, however long it's been, that one? Yeah. yeah okay. Yes. All right. That exact game. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be on it today. If you uh, drop something, I'll, I'll be sure to uh, try to point it out to, to everyone. Hey, what's um like where where are they at right now in terms of and I'm talking defensively, install versus development. Like how are they balancing those two things early on this spring? Well, so typically how an install works is you have a a predetermined calendar on on your on your practice. So, you, so you've got 15 practices. Usually over the first half of practices, call it the first seven or eight, you will install in meetings pretty much your entire defense. You'll reinstall it. They've already gone through quite a bit of it, but now they're probably officially installing it. So that will take place over like the first half of of the practices. So like for the final set of practices – you will have everything up for a call on every given day, right? So you'll be able to have access to to all of your calls for a decent amount of the practices. So the install is going to happen at the rate that they plan it. But, you know, the retention 
for that is not going to be super high. It's going to be a work in progress, especially whenever there's just a limited amount of reps that you can give to all the guys on your roster. So, like, obviously, they're they're focused on getting that done, getting it in, getting it corrected, getting it right, making sure everyone understands it. But the bulk of what's going on up there is really developing a defensive culture, learning how to practice, learning the fundamentals, learning what's what's being asked of you at your position, how you're supposed to play certain things. So I would say that the bulk of the emphasis right now is on playing football, not on learning our system, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, I and, and I don't want to diminish, like, obviously learning the system is paramount. You, you have to be able to be totally fluent in whatever it is that you're running, and they're, they're aiming to get there. But I think just because of the limited amount of time for that, like, it's built in that it's going to be a struggle. So we're focusing on the things that are much easier, and that's playing fast, playing physical, uh, playing with proper technique, those type of things. I didn't notice this until today. Uh, you need to go back and watch today's media availability with Brent Venables, but only for like the first minute and a half, two minutes, because I figured out the way that he talks to the media now, it feels like that's the way that he talks to his team. Like He opened up today saying, you know, hey, there's 26 days until the spring game. Just a reminder in case you all have amnesia or forgot. Like he's like this. The tone that he has is like he's talking to his team. It'll be uh, during a press availability, and he's like throwing out pop quiz questions to the media members out there and being like, "Well, hey, I said hello. Say hello back." It's like you can't just go in there anymore and slump down on your seat. You kind of better be like ready for whatever comes your way. There's no telling what might happen with uh, BV up there. It's kind of awesome. I'll tell you what's interesting. Sometimes when you sit in a room full of people, if you're given a presentation or, or whatever, and you ask a question, I, there's, there's like a thought that it's kind of like a, like a rhetorical question. Like you're asking what the question is, and then you're going to give the answer to it like up on the board or whatever, right? You know, you kind of know that feeling that I'm talking about. So – if if he asks a question in a meeting room or in a group of people, like it's not expected to just let it sit there. There's supposed to be a response fired right back immediately. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not asking a question to hear himself pose it and then to give the answer on his own. It's supposed to be answered. So, yeah, I imagine that's going to happen with the media quite a bit. Yeah, I think that they're going in there now like, oh, God, I might be asked a really hard question here. I better, on. Yeah, I mean, and who wants to be embarrassed like that? I, I love it, dude. I think it's so – I think it's amazing. Which it's, it's no different than like a, a press conference from this point forward is going to be no different than a, uh, a defensive meeting where you have the entire defense in there 
everyone in the room is saying, please don't call on me. Please don't call on me. Please don't call on me. <laughs> it's the same thing. I hope you're not talking to me. I hope this next film that you're about to play is not one of my mistakes. So he mentioned today the Baker Mayfield statue unveiling was originally scheduled for after the game, and now it's going to be at halftime of the spring game. And some people are saying, well, what are they going to do? They're going to empty the stadium at halftime and – Everybody rolls out there, and then uh, everyone walks back in the stadium. There's no way with as many people that are going to be out there that everyone's going to empty into the stadium and circle around his new uh, statue out there. There's got the statue's going to have to be on the field at halftime, right? How how are they going to how the, how the, how's that how, how's that whole thing going to go hmm. about? Um, and I wonder I why they know. moved it to halftime instead of at the end of the game. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Baker's got to get out of town quickly. I I, I have no idea. I think it, there's no way the statue's going to be in the stadium. Okay? You can't get it in there. It's, it's My guess is it's going to be too big if it's on a truck or something. I guess maybe if they had it on like a super – no, I don't think it can get in there. Just by the nature of the, the two tunnels in the south end zone, I don't think there's enough room to get it in there. So my guess is it'll be out there in its spot with some type of covering over it, and they'll probably just go live to video out there. Yeah. So right? So it'll be like this. Please welcome Baker Mayfield. They'll show him at the 50-yard line. Everyone's cheering and whatever. And then they pan just outside the stadium to Heisman Park of where the statue is. That That's would be the my most guess. Most logical, yeah. And maybe yeah. even Baker's out there at the statue with, you know, a couple of the Josie, Coach Stoops, or whoever, Lincoln Riley, and then <laughs> stop. they uh... – <laughs> Stop. It's not funny. No, he's going to be on ESPN that day. Did you already forget? Oh, yeah, they're going to have him mic'd up down there, and Herb Street's going to be talking to him. God, Coach, your offense is just so dynamic. Tell us about this play a little bit. What's going on here? The catch Didn't radius on one this year? one, the, the catch radius on this is amazing. He's always, like, standing in the backfield with Nick Saban during Alabama's spring right. game every year. Yeah. So tell yeah. me why you called that jet sweep on uh, second and short <laughs> – from the left hash at the opponent's 25-yard line. Because, God, that was a brilliant play. Yeah, I went for a five-yard loss, but, boy, that you just continue to outthink your opponents, don't you, Coach? Oh, my gosh. Too much. That's hilarious. All right, we're late for a timeout. I'm hanging out today, fsbohomes.com. We're up in Norm, uh, up in Edmond. Jeez, man, come on. You're going to take that one, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. We are in Edmond. And we're at 150th and Penn. Can't miss us. FSBO Homes. Uh, they're going to help you sell your house. They've got attorneys for the back end. Make sure the transaction goes straight. Uh, they've got certified appraisers that are going to take a look at your home. Make sure you, you market it at the right price. And they're going to help you market it online directly to buyers. They're not going to go through MLS where only agents have access they're going to go online. That's where all the buyers are, and it's going to save you money, put more profit in your pocket. FSBOHomes.com. Stay with us. I shouldn't even read this text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Ha. Even though it's a joke, I know it's what it's going to start because I remember Friday's show. 
Um, OU is selling tickets to the Baker unveiling starting at $15. <laughs> it's funny, but I don't want to relive Friday show. People complaining about $15 tickets. I actually, I actually thought about that over the weekend, and I'll tell you why. Okay. My niece was in town, and they had a like a little soccer tournament thingy up at Deer Creek. So we went up to the game Saturday uh, afternoon, and that's why you couldn't stay at practice. Unbelievable! Wow. Yeah, it is. Hey, man, you got to see your family play while you can, man. Um, but we drive up to Deer Creek, which, by the way, might as well be in Kansas. God, there's no um, joke about but that. It was. a person to get in. Me, my wife, and my son. 15 bucks to watch a a girls' high school game in a stadium that had maybe 35 people in it. So I was thinking, like, that if it's five bucks to see a high school soccer game. $15 Fifteen dollars to see a college football game is it? That is not yeah bad. Even I don't care if it's a spring game. I don't care if it's a practice. Come on, man. Text line made that point several times on Friday. Um, I can't remember if I read any of those or not. But you're complaining about a fifteen dollar ticket. But yeah, if your kid plays, you know, in a baseball tournament over a weekend, you might have to pay to get in Friday. You might have to pay to get in Saturday. You might have to pay to get in Sunday. And I know that that's multiple games and it's different watching your child versus a spring game. But, I mean, the spring game isn't the only thing that costs out there. And you, you had to pay 15 bucks for a family. And, again, it's only 10 bucks if you're a season ticket holder or 15 bucks. It's not a big now, deal. I will say Deer Creek um, concession stand, excellently priced. Dollar for a hot dog, Ooh. dollar for a microwave popcorn. Ooh, let's go. It was cheap, man. It's like I the, basically uh, hung out at the concession stand the whole time. It's like the stadium in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's like $2 for a Coke yeah. there, $2 for a hot dog. Yeah, let's go. Now, I, and just like I said Friday, I understand that, you know, cheap is relative. And for some people, you know, $15 a head. Bringing a family up, driving there, all of the things that go with that is is uh, an investment. It can be not, and I know not everyone shops at Whole Foods and oh, buys thirty dollars bags dude. of apples. We don't get the whole grocery. It's like one or two things, I think. Well, let me get back <laughs> yeah, to you right. on that. I don't know. Actually, I'm hoping it's mm-hmm. one or two things. But point is, fifteen bucks, not bad. Not bad. Billy Bowman had quite the quote today after practice. Parker and I talked a lot about it. He said, quote, this year we'll be able to be more free returning kicks and stuff like that. We weren't really allowed to return kicks unless we needed it, end quote. To which I said, thank God OU is actually going to care and pay attention to special teams now. Thank you. About time. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, I, I think that there's a, a time and a place to, to take the touch back, get the ball on the 25-yard line. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think 
you know, whenever you're returning a punt, it it can be difficult sometimes to get the right opportunity to not fair catch it to actually set up a return uh, with the new rules and stuff. I, I get it. That can be difficult. But the fact that it's openly talked about as going to be a weapon for the team, let's go. And here's the thing, man. You can talk about analytics. You can, you, you know, I've, I've heard people say that, well, you know, you're always going to get penalties and, you know, tackled inside the, the 20. So it's easier just to take the ball in the 25. You, that way you don't have to worry about it. Which, you know, that is a, a line of thinking. I personally think it's the worst line of thinking it's, ever, it's but some people. Yeah, it's weak because what you're saying is there's no way that we can practice and improve to where we don't have penalties. There's no way that we can practice and improve and get better at that unit to where we're not tackled inside the 20-yard line every time. There's no way that we can improve enough in that area to turn it into a massive weapon, put pressure on our opponents, and and really force the issue on those guys considering our roster is way more athletic and gifted than theirs is. Uh, it is the softest, weakest line of thinking I've ever heard in my whole entire life. It's essentially saying that you can make it through a boxing match without ever throwing a punch. You just run out there and tie the guy up. And that way you'll Afraid never to make get a mistake. Out. Yeah. You'll never get knocked out. You'll never win, but you know, you'll never make a mistake and, and look bad. So just play it as safe as possible. And I don't Blame. have a huge issue with, you know, kneeling it midway in the end zone. I even think that you can be aggressive in those spots, but if you want to take a knee, you catch it at the letters in the end zone, that's fine, whatever. What I do have a problem with is the mentality last year of not only fair catching it at the 10-yard line, when your returner has momentum moving forward, but more of the mentality that no matter the situation, please do not attempt to return a kickoff. That's what I have an issue with, man. I I think that that is incredibly weak. Can you read the quote directly from Bauman? Uh, Yes, he says, This year we'll be able to be more free, returning kicks and stuff like that. We weren't really allowed to return uh, kicks unless we needed it. Okay, so here's here's where that problem is. We weren't allowed to return kicks unless we needed it. So you found yourself in a situation in a football game where you need uh, to spark a play. You need something to happen, right? Um, you just gave up a, a, a score somehow. Now you're returning a kick, and it's late, and we need something. Well, guess what? Since you don't do it ever, and now you, quote, need it, you're going to suck at it <laughs> yeah. because you don't do it. You will get tackled inside the 20 yeah. when, when that happens. That's right. Totally. You will get tackled inside the 20, and you will get penalties because you don't ever do it. You can't practice kickoff, kickoff return in practice live very well. It's, it's, it's almost impossible to replicate no matter how hard you try. The best way to get good at it is returning kicks in games a bunch all the time 
Every single time it's kicked to you, you bring it out and you get good at it. You get your front line good. You get your, your guys on the back end aware of what's going on with the football. Um, it's, it's, you have to do it to be able to get good at it. You can't just get lucky and pop one, as we know, because we've been just returning it when we need it for a while. And guess what? We haven't had a kickoff return since like 2012 or something it's been crazy. A long like that. time, but you had plenty against you, man, including last year right. in Medlam that cost you the football game. And I, I was laying That's out right. all the big special teams plays and your losses in the past five years. It's incredible, man, how many of those losses have had a big special teams play on the other side. It's actually kind of sickening yep. a little bit once you think about it. Well, we talk about it all the time. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at FSBO Homes. In Edmond, come in here and see us. We're just right at the corner of 150th and Penn, uh, 405-594-7911. They can get you set up. they got attorneys to work the back end of the transaction, certified appraisers to make sure you set the right price, and they can get it done for you really, really clean. Stay tuned. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush. Let's close up this hour. Teddy's got a special guest. What do you got? Yeah, I'm here with one of the managers at FSBO Homes, Jeff White. Jeff, tell us real quickly, what what do you guys do for people trying to sell their home? Teddy, our number one focus is really just going out to these homeowners and helping them to get their home listed and get it listed professionally and look look good while they're doing it. And so for us, we want to make sure our number one objective is help them to sell uh, for maximum value, help them to sell quickly, and sell directly to the consumer. And for us, that starts with making sure they have professional photos, pre-market home inspection, and most importantly, a pre-market appraisal. So they make sure that they when they list, they list at the right price to get it sold quickly. Last year, our customers sold in an average of 17 days at 100% over listing uh, price. And so that's our number one objective. And we have attorney services on the back end to help them draft contracts to make sure everything's done correctly for them when they do it. That's awesome. You guys get it all done. Um, certified appraisers, make sure you set the right price. Market directly to buyers and attorneys to help the transaction on the back end. Our number one in the books. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned.